0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to flea flicker i am your host john Murray, and i want to welcome you back once again to another exciting episode now for those um for those who are living on the east coast or wherever wherever you are and i'm sure there's a few states that are being snowed in uh certainly hope you and your family are doing well and uh hope you have electricity and your fridge is full and um hope you don't have to grow in this uh mess to go to work or just stay off the road stay safe if if you can i know work is certainly important we all know we all need to make that money to uh support only yourself only yourself but your family as family as well Uh, first of all i want to say i want to say thank you once again for the viewers that do listen to the show i I want to say thank you, and I'm glad you, that you continue to keep coming back. Uh, for any new-time viewers, I want to say welcome to the show. I hope the show is uh, something that, that you would like and that you that you will continue to come back to listen to the, sh- to the show as well. Uh, it has been a couple of days since I put up my last uh, my last episode. Uh, as you know me, if you're a listener of the show, I like don't like to be around the bush too, too much. So we'll jump, we'll jump right into, um, into it. First thing I to bring up is, and again, and I will, it's about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I am I, a Bengal fan, and, and I've told many, many, many podcasts I am a, a fair critic. I am a harsh critic of the Bengals. They're my team, but I will bash them, but I'll bash them if I have to. I have to be impartial. There's a lot of experts out there. They have their teams, and they can't, they're, they can't be unbiased. Unfortunately, I'm not like that. If the Bengals said the Bengals suck, I'll come out and tell you they suck. Now, yesterday, I have to say, my hat's off to the Bengals. And for the Cincinnati Bengals fans that are probably sitting and listening to, listening to this podcast and these episodes, and they're probably shaking their head. And don't understand why I have past bash, bash these Bengals. I've told everybody that they were about maybe a year away. Well, I guess I must admit I must eat. I must have to eat crow. And I must admit I was wrong. Now, I'm not gonna say that I was entirely wrong. Yes, the snap Bengals made made the playoffs. Made the playoffs by beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, beating Kansas City Chiefs, one of the one of the best teams in the AFC is certainly a tall is certainly a tall task and you did it. You did beat you beat somebody that was a top notch team in that conference. So I do give the Bengals credit on that. But then again I gotta go back to you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs but early in the season you cannot beat you couldn't beat the New York Jets. You struggled to beat a Jacksonville Jaguar team. See to me I keep going back to that, and I know Bengal fans want to live in the moment, and it's well deserved. They won the A C North. They went from dead last, twenty to division. They have they made a nice, uh, draft pick in Jamar Chase. Obviously, Kansas Kansas found out the hard way yesterday. They tried to single cover him, and what happened? The man ran. He ran right through him for two hundred and what sixty six yards, I believe. Now, him and Burrow, they have that connection. They have that connection from the LSU days. And Burrow, and Burrow has been preaching to the choir that Chase was that good and more. And when Chase got off to a high start, then he faded a little bit. And here lately, he's picked it back up once again. But looking at that game yesterday, and I saw Chase blowing right through the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I'm shaking my head and I'm wondering I don't know what the Kansas City Chiefs were thinking. And don't get me wrong. You've also got T. Higgins and you've also got Tyler Boyd. They're pretty good receivers themselves. And the Beagle fans and the writers and the experts. They're jumping on that Cincinnati bandwagon. This team has got a great future for the next several years. You've got a good young quarterback. I got you. You've got a pretty decent running back in Joe Mixon. Good set of receivers. Don't get me wrong. The offense is, is primed to be pretty decent for the next several years. But as time goes on, those young men are going to want big contracts. I know Joe mixon just got a contract not too long ago. But at one point in time, if Jamar Chase keeps playing the way he is playing, he's going to want that big contract. If Joe Burrell keeps pulling 400, 500-yard gains, he's going to want that fat contract. I mean, it's good. It's good while it's lasting right now. They beat the Chiefs. There's no denying that. However, my biggest concern would be is still their defense. I've never been sold on the defense. Now, if you want to make an argument that they did hold the Chiefs to 31 points, I don't know how much argument you can make of that. But I guess when you need to stop the Chiefs the most, they were able to do so. But to be honest with you, if you really believe that the Bengals now that they're in the playoffs, if they somehow, somehow, some way, some shape, or some form, go against the Chiefs again, do you really believe in your hearts of hearts that they could stop them? They can stop them when it counts the most. The answer to the question is no. I'm still not really. I'm still not the biggest fan of the defense. And to me, that defense at one point, that defense is going to collapse on them. If it's a real good offense, if they see the Chiefs again, they will not stop the Chiefs. If the Chargers make the playoffs, they're not going to stop the Chargers. Maybe now, maybe in some ways, you could sit back and say, well, "What if they? What do they face the New England Patriots? Well, if they face the New England Patriots, knowing Bill Belichick as well as I do, Belichick will find a way to hold the Bengals to maybe ten points max, and they'll probably score about they'll score maybe about twenty four to twenty seven points, and probably beat and probably beat the Bengals. What about the Buffalo Bills? If the Buffalo if Josh Allen is right and that offense is right, the Bengals are not gonna stop Josh Allen. To be honest with you, I, to be honest with you, I don't see them stopping that defense stopping any offense whatsoever. I really don't see it. That means the offense is gonna have to outscore people. Now can he put up points on the Chargers? Yeah. Can he put up points on the Chiefs? Well, Yeah, they can. Could they do it against Buffalo Bills? Maybe. I'm not 100% sure, but there's a possibility. The one team I don't think they would be able to put up on the board would be the New England Patriots. And you got the Tennessee Titans. The buzz is that Derrick Henry could be back for the playoffs, which would be a great sign for the Tennessee Titans. But I believe even the Bengals can put a points up on the Tennessee Titans. The one team I'd be the most concerned they couldn't put points on the board against would be the New England Patriots because Bill Belichick, as a coach he is, he'll find a way to stop a young quarterback that's been his track record. Take a look at Trevor Lawrence yesterday and the previous rookie quarterbacks in the past. He has stopped them. He has their number. Now the problem is with the answer to the question is this Chase, he could be stopped by the Patriots. But the question is, did you stop Higgins? Did you stop Tyler Boyd? Now, could they stop Joe Mixon? If yeah, they could stop Mixon, I think they could stop Chase. But you still got to look what it's concerned with. But in a way, I still think New England would find a way to even stop the Bengals. So, my big up to the Bengal fans. Maybe you can borrow that cigarette from uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and smoke a few stogies. Congratulations. You got to the playoffs. You're there. But now Taylor's got to do what Marvin Lewis couldn't do, and that is win a playoff game. Now, I don't know the ramifications yet. We don't know who the Bengals will play first. Who knows? But my educated guess is I got a bad guy. I got a good feeling. The Bengals, the Bengals are going to roll to the first round and they're going to lose to whoever. Now, I know everybody's saying the future looks bright in Cincinnati. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I have ridiculed Taylor all year long. When they, when they need to win, they, when they needed to win a game against a top notch team. They did do it. And I can't, I can't deny that. Then again, I kind of wonder what the Chiefs were thinking on a four, on a third and twenty-seven, and you give it thirty yards to chase. And to me, I don't know what the Chiefs were thinking, what their concept was on defense. To me, the Bengals probably should have lost that game, but the Chiefs made a huge, huge mistake. Third and twenty-seven. You let Burrow complete a 30-yard pass to Jamar Chase to set up a field goal that won his game. But Bengals fans, like I said, the offense is not the concern. The defense is the biggest concern. The Bengals have made some improvement, some strides in defense from last year to this year. There's no denying that. But the problem is I don't see the Bengals stopping anybody in the playoffs, and I think that's going to be the telltale sign. And that, my friends, Taylor's going to do what Marvin Lewis has done is mm-hmm. lose a first-round game. Now, if Taylor can win a playoff game and beat somebody, then maybe I'll look at things different. Maybe I can say, well, hey, the Bengals won a playoff game. Will the Bengals reach the Super Bowl? No, they're not going to reach the Super Bowl. I doubt they very seriously. Not at all. They're not getting past Kansas City again. I don't think they get past Buffalo. I think you can catch them off guard. To be honest with you, I think the Bengals, as crazy as it sounds, I think the Bengals could ever be. I think anybody could beat the Bengals in the playoffs, especially in the first round. Now call me gullible, call me stupid, call me naive for what you want to call me, but Bengal fans. But let's be honest with you, I'm a Bengal fan, and yes, they made the playoffs, but I've got to see more. i got to see it to believe it. Can they win a playoff game. That's going to be the key. If Taylor can win a playoff game, hell, if he wins two playoff games, he would have blown me away. Heck, if they, if, they, if they somehow, some way, some shape, or some form make the AFC Championship game and lose, it, that would even blow me away. I know every fan wants their team to win a Super Bowl because that is what you hope your team to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes reality does come back to bite you in the butt. Bengals fans, the defense is the problem with the Bengals. I get it. The offense could be points on the board. I get it. I understand it. But you got to Like I said before, what worries me is, is this is the same team that lost to the Jets. The same team that struck to to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then again, I get it. This is the same team that struck the Pittsburgh Steelers. I get it. The same team is with the Baltimore Ravens. I get that. One of those games Lamar Jackson didn't play in. Remember that. But you got to remember you let a guy by Mike White beat you. I get it. You beat Lamar Jackson, but you couldn't beat Mike White. I get it. You beat Patrick Mahomes. It's a tall, tall order, and you did it. But you barely got by Trevor Lawrence in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's a balance that you have to understand. You go into the playoffs. Mahomes, just number. Maybe maybe the Ravens make the playoffs and just see, see Lamar Jackson. You got to see a Josh Allen. Maybe maybe the Raiders somehow, some way, some form, they slide in. You got to face Derek Carr. So the problem is, you're facing pretty solid, quarter, solid quarterback play in the playoffs. Now, Mac Jones for the Patriots, granted, he is a rookie. But you're you're against solid quarterback play. This is not Mike White. This is not a third-string or fourth-string quarterback or something. No. These are solid quarterbacks that your defense will have to try and stop. And to be honest with you, I don't believe they're not going to do it. I believe they won't do it. That's what I'm telling you, Ben. The fans is quite simple. Enjoy the moment. Sit back. Relax. You got one more week. Maybe Taylor will rest. I'm assuming maybe Taylor, like most head coaches, when you clinch that playoff spot, you rest your people. You might not see Joe Burrow. You might not see Joe Mixon. chase Higgins. Maybe, boy, maybe those guys will get the week off and get themselves ready, prepared, ready to roll against whoever they haven't seen in the first round, it's possible. I'm not in I'm not exact hero's head. I don't know what he's thinking, but it's a possibility. So educated guess is Bengals fans. Don't be shocked if you lose next week and even having 10-7 record, and you're riding the playoffs, and you get bounced in the first round. It's it's, it's a great job. you went from last to first in that division. And AFC North is a tough division. Don't get me wrong on that. But to be honest, win a playoff game, win two playoff games if you can, then come talk to me. Now, the next subject I'll bring up this, I know my Dallas Cowboys listeners were riding high for a couple of weeks because their defense. Was outplaying their offense, and then the offense put up fifty-six points on the Washington football team that just doesn't look like did not like much right now. This past week, they went against the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals they've had some bumps in the road here of late. They've had some injuries. They've had some injuries to was it James Connor? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out is out for the rest of the year. That's a huge, a huge loss. And Kyler Murray, he's been injured. He's been injured. I not even know Colt McCoy has done headed an outstanding job as his replacement and give Colt all the credit in the world for doing his job. And that's what a backup quarterback does. He's supposed to do that to keep you afloat and Colt did the job. But I guess now the now the Cowboys fans are concerned about what is wrong with Dak Prescott. You know, there's always been there's been there's been speculation the last two, three, four weeks that that Dak has not been right, that he's still struggling from a previous injury. You know, I, and it's hard for me to say because I'm not Dak Prescott. I I don't know. Another thing is for the last few years. Everybody wonders whatever happened to Zeke. Zeke is not the same man that he was for the first few years in this league. He's not that same guy anymore. And to some degree, I admit, it, you're right. I've, I mean, to me, in some ways, I can still see Zach going up the middle and moving a few people. In a way, Zeke can still do that but I don't see the burst on the outside that Zeke once had. He does not have that anymore. That's why Tony Pollard is there, because Tony has that burst on the outside. Tony is an excellent receiver of the backfield, and Tony coming from Memphis, those guys in Memphis have got to be able to catch that, catch that ball out of the backfield, as Antonio Gibson, that as well. But a lot of people wonder, did the Dallas Cowboys make a huge, huge mistake by paying Dak Prescott all that money? Well, let me ask the Dallas Cowboys faithful this question. Who do you think they were going to spend that quarterback money on? Right? Take a look at it. Take a look, take a look at what's going on right now. I mean, take a look. Who were, Let's just say, for example, let's just say that for the sake of argument that Jerry has gotten fed up with Dak. He says, man, Dak's not doing my job for me. I'm I'm gonna bite the bullet. I gotta bite all this cap money, and I'm gonna trade Dak. Which, let's be honest with you, that's not happening, because (laughs) because Jerry's not gonna eat Dak's contract. Let's be honest about that now. But let's just say, let's, let's just play fantasy sports, if you will. Let's just say for the sake of argument, They'll get rid of Dak. Okay. Who's out there for you? Uh only two quarterbacks that are probably tradeable right now. One, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's not gonna make the Dallas Cowboys any better. And there's one other guy who's actually a quarterback in the state of Texas that's has not played all year, and that would be Deshaun Watson. Now, it's Deshaun Watson better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I believe so, yes. However, Jerry's not going to trade for him. It's hard for any NFL team to trade for for, for Deshaun Watson because he still has all these litigations hanging over him. And that's Deshaun Watson's biggest problem. And I don't think those, those litigations are going away anytime soon. Now, I don't know when all those will finally get decided on. Who knows? I mean, it's, nobody, nobody has mentioned it. Really, to be honest, nobody's really said anything, mentioned it, or brought it up. But at some point in time, that has to get taken care of. Now, let's put this away. I don't see Jerry trading Dak Prescott to the Texans I don't want to take a couple of first-rounders. We'll do Trey, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb. Um, who knows what else? Um, a defense, a defensive player, a decent defensive player. Um, who knows what it would take to get a guy like Deshaun Watson. And Jerry's not going to do all that. And Jerry shouldn't do that. But, again, we're just playing fantasy here, right? What I'm telling Dallas fans is, is this: Who do you think was going to do a better job for you? You won't go find nobody out there that was going, that was going to do a better go do a better job than Dak Prescott. I mean, Roger not Taulback is, is not going to is not going to get uh, forty years younger, or whatever, and roll back in, into Big D and take you and take you to a Super Bowl. That'd be great for Dallas fans if you could, but unfortunately. There is no, there's no such thing as a fountain of youth. For comic book fans, there is no such thing as a Lazarus pit, or some kind of, yeah, some kind of um, anti, non-aging uh, formula out there in this world. It doesn't exist. I get it. Dag has struggled. There was, a, there was a stat out there that um, that Dak has a very good winning percentage when the Dallas running game gets over 100 yards. A lot of quarterbacks in this league, if you're, your running game's over 100-plus yards, you probably do have a winning record. I'm going to guess. I'm going to assume that. I'm going to guess that. But to be honest, you won't go find anybody else better to spend that quarterback money, that type of money on than Dak Prescott. You won't go find nobody else. Do you really believe you could have gone in the draft and you could have gotten somebody better? Hard for me to say. I would say probably not. Now, I know this this year's past draft, there was a Justin Fields, there was a Trey Lance, a Mac Jones. I get it. There's a lot of nice young quarterbacks in that draft. But you take a look at this coming draft this year. What quarterbacks do you have in this year's draft? There's not much. The biggest name is what? I think uh Pickett from um Pittsburgh. Everybody's talking about him. And that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the bet, the best bet. I know um Coral from Mississippi has has been talked about, but I believe he got injured in his bowl game, I believe. I don't know how serious the injury is. But to be honest with you, okay, let's just say on oh, those two, who have you heard about? Nobody, really. It is. It is hard to find a franchise quarterback. But Dak, I think he did finish the game, but then he had like three touchdowns. I know Armory Cooper, he's been frustrated because he's not getting the ball as much as he likes to. The problem is, Zeke Zeke at one point in the season looked like he was being the Zeke of old. But for right now, I need to say it, Zeke's not the same guy he was anymore. I like Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard is not that every down back. He is fine in the role he is in. Cooper is still pretty... Kubrick can still be a top 15 receiver in his league. I love C.D. Lamb. And Michael Gallup, he tore his ACL. He's going to be out here for the year. He's going to become a free agent in the all-season. And I don't believe he's coming back to know Big D. Now, Dallas seems to be, seems to like Cedric Wilson. They seem to like him. Maybe he becomes a third receiver next year. Dalton Schultz, I believe he's a free agent. And he has played well this year. Maybe... Or maybe Jerry brings him back. Now the offensive line. The offensive line has had its ups, it's had some downs. But you have to wonder how much long he rely on Tyrone Tyrod Tyron Smith with the injuries. Zach Borden still can play. still plays pretty well. But the offensive line, it's it has like I said, it has peaks and it has valleys. At some point in time. Do you yeah? You know, do you go out and you go in and dress maybe the offensive line, some more? Do you go out, to me? Maybe the Cowboys need to draft that left tackle for the future. It's just a thought. But Dallas fans, Dallas fans sometimes like those philadelphia Philadelphia fans, right? You want to bash, yeah? You know, they just get all critical, and I get it. It's been years since Dallas has actually won a Super Bowl. Jerry Jones, well, to be honest with you, Jerry's not getting no younger, and I'm sure Jerry loves to see a Super Bowl and loves to win more a Super Bowl in his lifetime. And we all know when Jerry, whenever Jerry decides to step down, which that might be when he's six feet in the ground, but you got Steven, I'm sure his son, Steven Jones, will take over among his, among... All the relatives will probably take will take over when Jerry finally decides to step down or whatever when, that will be but the point being for now Jerry calls the shots Jerry's always called the shots Jerry wanted to give Dak that money but let's be honest with you Jerry never had really a choice in the matter who do you really think was going to do who do you think Jerry was going to that money that quarterback type of money to that big time money too? Did you, did you really think that Dallas is going to stay around long enough and say, hey, let's go trade for Matthew Stratford? And honestly, that's worked for the Rams. But Matthew Stratford wasn't coming to Dallas, right? I guess you can say as Jerry and so much was stuck between that rock and a hard place, as we old people would say, Dak is, still, Dak is still one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Dak is probably still, he's probably a top 15. I would still think Dak, Dak's a top 15, 16. Years. Dak is still a middle-of-the-pack quarterback in this league. Is it better than Mahomes? He's not better than a 44-year-old Tom Brady. To me, I think guys like Justin Herbert is, is better than he is. There may be times where I believe, and I'm sure I'm going to get I'm going to get laughed at. Sometimes a guy like Derek Carr is better than Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott's still a better quarterback. I'm certainly going to have Dak Prescott than what And some of these are the quarterbacks. i would rather have Dak Prescott over Jared Goff any day of the week. I'll take Dak maybe over Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo has had a grand record through having his career. I'll take Dak Prescott over, over two up any day of the week. I'll take Dak over Baker Mayfield right now. I'll take Dak over Big Ben, who is about to retire. I'll have Dak maybe with Teddy Bridgewater right now, or even Drew Rock. I mean, I could do worse. I mean, I'd had have him over Daniel Jones, you know, I'll take over Tyler Heineke. In some, some degree, I might take Dak over Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to take him over Aaron Rodgers. No, far from it. You can make Maybe if you want to make a case for maybe Dak and Kirk Cousins, you can make that case. Go ahead and make it. I'll take Dak over Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, or Nick Foles, whoever it is. I'll take Dak over Taysom Hill. It all depends. I'll still take Dak over most of the quarterbacks in this league right now. But you got to realize, again, Jared didn't have a choice. He had to give Dak that money. And now, since Dak's had the money, Dak has kind of gotten hurt. Dak has gotten, gotten hurt. And that's kind of the funny thing between most players in this league. Once you get that money, all of a sudden, injuries creep up on you. That's kind of the way. That's kind of the way. That's kind of the way things are. It's kind of funny the way how it is like that, but I'm sure Dallas fans will certainly will certainly be in uproar because the offense is struggling. Now statistically, the off the offense was like what, number one in, in some categories. Some categories. Now there's nothing. I mean, the thing is, yeah. To be honest with you, you want better. You love to have better play from Dak. You need Zeke needs needs to be maybe Zeke maybe you need to feed Zeke more I don't know but Zeke's not the same guy he used to be still got a Cooper still got Lamb Cedric Wilson at times has been able to step up and been a pretty decent receiver for this team I like Dalton Schultz the tools the tools the talent is there the offensive line as I said been up and down but it's still better than some of these offensive lines in the NFL right now. Dallas' defense has definitely turned it around. So much so I'm sure Dan Quinn will get us will get some looks as a head coach in this league once again. Fans, I know you wanna bash Dallas fans, you wanna get on Dax Case. But I'd rather have Dak and some of the other quarterbacks in this league, hands down. Will Dak write the ship? I, I think Dak can write the ship. But we'll see what Dak and the Cowboys can do in the playoffs. That, my friends, is going to be a ticket. And the biggest thing is right now, everybody has to run. But you got to remember, every... NFC team as of right now, all the games are running right to Green Bay. So for Dallas, the best in the NFC. Good luck on playing in the cold Green Bay weather. I guess the what is the biggest controversy yesterday was Antonio Brown's big uh, blow up. Let's just say on the sidelines. There's so many there's so many reports out there. one was the biggest the biggest report was that um, I believe he told Bruce Arians that he was his ankle was still bothering him and I think um, he, he couldn't go back out there and I believe it was to the point where Bruce said no he didn't say that and I don't know you can kind of make your own opinion Own opinion because Anton Brown blew up he he blew up. Again, and now he is no longer a temporary Buccaneer. And to me, it's a sad part. Antonio Brown was in the right spot. He had a quarterback that had a tremendous amount of faith in him and Tom Brady. And Antonio could have been used, certainly. Chris Godwin is out, is, is out for the year. Mike Evans is hurt. He's dinged up. You have a lot of, you have a you have a bunch of I know they've got Brett Peridman. I believe he's got COVID, but I think he should be coming back this week, but he hasn't done a roster all year. And you've got a bunch of young receivers. You've got Gronkowski. I get it. You got O.J. Howard, you got Cameron Bray You got three pretty decent tight ends that you can certainly use that Tom Brady's gonna have to rely more on. Now I don't know how much healthy Mike Evans will be going into the playoffs. I wouldn't think he's going to be one hundred percent. But then again, what player in the NFL is one hundred percent going into a playoff, right? And that's the that's kind of the point. But let's be let's be honest with you. Let's call a a spade a spade if you if you will. Antonio Brown kind of botched this one up. He was in a good, good place, in a good space. Who knows? Could Tampa Bay have pulled off another Super Bowl? I don't know. To be right now, Tampa Bay is unfortunately going through a situation where everybody else, like everybody else, injuries are catching up to them. And to Tampa Bay, they're catching up to them at the wrong place, certainly at the wrong time, right towards the end of the season. And right where you get ready going to go into the playoffs, and that's an unfortunate thing for any NFL team, whether you're the reigning, defending champions, or a team that's hadn't been in the playoffs for the first time in many, many years. But everybody knows Antonio Brown's off-field issues. There's no denying the man's talent. Heck, he's still pretty talented. Even now, I believe, what is he, like 33 30 years old now? I might be wrong on that, but he can still play. And, of course, the experts are wondering, can he help? Is he, is he capable? Will some, will some team, other team in the NFL give him a chance? With the recent outburst? It makes me wonder, this time around, maybe this is finally it for Antonio Brown. I don't think the else is going to take a chance on him. I mean, Tom Brady had all the faith in the world in him, and Tom Brady might have been his, his lifeline, his last choice, his last chance. Because I really don't see any NFL team out there that would really take a chance on him. I really don't. Certainly, nobody's gonna take a chance on this year. I mean, you've got you've got what next week, and then you've got the playoffs. And I don't see I don't see nobody else bringing him in in a spare of a moment and putting him on their playoff roster. I don't really see that being a possibility at all. If you look ahead to next year, I don't I don't see anybody else bringing bringing him in. I mean, what are you gonna do? Again, if you wanna play fantasy for a few minutes, what NFL team would bring would bring him in right now? What is he gonna do? Is he gonna is he is gonna go to Dallas and try to replace Michael Gallup? I don't see Jerry Jones putting up with him putting up putting up with him. Be interesting if you had uh, Amari Cooper, C.C.D. Lamb and Antonio Brown. That'd be a pretty dangerous threesome. I mean, yeah, that'd be a pretty dangerous threesome, man. But I don't see that happening. What's he gonna do? Go to Green Bay? Nah, I don't see him get along with. Uh, he certainly don't get along with Aaron Rodgers, and it certainly is not gonna happen. I mean, where does where does he go? He's certainly not going back to the, <laughs> to Las Vegas. And that's not and that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. Is he go to Cole Buffalo? I don't see that happening. I mean, Grant, you got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. Do you have Emmanuel Sanders? Do I see that happening? No. let's be honest with you. He's not going to wind up anybody's roster this year, and I don't think he'll wind up anybody's roster next year. But some of the people have always said, if you're talented, and, Aaron, and, and Antonio Brown is, don't get me wrong, If you're that talented you'll always find a job somewhere i think in antonio's case the talent is there it's still there but it's the mindset nobody wants nobody wants a headache now whether it's whether it's you know whatever sport it is some people some players can be a headache but if they produce they kind of look past it. Well, Antonio Brown can produce, but sometimes the headache kind of outweighs the production. In this case, that's what Antonio Brown is. The headache outweighs what he's capable of doing. And to me, Antonio Brown could've, if he played his cards right, he he and Mike Evans could still have been a a very solid one-two punch. That could've helped Tom Brady further along in the playoffs. Now, whether Tampa Bay got back to the Super Bowl or not, I don't know. Right now, they've got injuries. I don't think they're the best team right now in their own conference. I'm like most experts, I hate to say it, but I think Green Bay's the best team in the conference. And everybody has to go through Green Bay. Green Bay's only kick would be is this. Can Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers has faltered the last couple of years in the NFC Championship game. Can Aaron Rodgers right the ship and have a great Let's say we get to the NFC Championship game. Can Aaron Rodgers play great ball in in, in in such a big stage? In the past, Aaron Rodgers has faltered. He has he has failed to live up to those expectations. He makes mistakes that that Aaron Rodgers would make in a regular season game, I think. But for that, Antonio Brown, you never know. Does somebody take a chance on him? (laughs) Anything's possible nowadays, right? But I don't see nobody taking a chance on, I don't see nobody taking any chances on Antonio Brown here, nor there. I hate to say it, for a talented guy, too much of a headache for an NFL team to handle right now or even ever again and it's sad if it hadn't been such a headache to see those or to the Raiders he could have been he could have put up Hall of Fame numbers he could maybe on the right team he could have gotten himself another Super Bowl a couple of Super Bowls Some good statistics, who knows? If Anthony Brown played his cards right, he could have been a Hall of Famer. But unfortunate, he's messed up and made a mistake. And I hate to say it, nobody's gonna take a chance. Even though he's talented, sometimes, like I said, that headache, maybe in this situation, it outweighs the production. You know, one subject that's been brought up here lately is, and I watch a lot of Fox Sports, and down and down on the bottom of some pages, you get the bottom of the um, screen, I should say, you get Vegas and these MVP listings as to who Vegas ranks as the MVP. I know a couple of times for like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they've been seen to be on the top of everybody's list. Um, Jonathan Taylor's kind of creeped up there from the Colts who has played, who has had a, who's had a great year. I mean, crazy as it sounds, guys like Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow who has played well the last couple of weeks. Even he seems to sneak up on Vegas' on Vegas's board. To me, it's one of those years when the MVP is up in the air yeah, I get Tom Brady. He is forty-four years old. He just coming off throwing another forty touchdown a year, and some people feel that maybe Tom Brady had sealed the deal this past week with his comeback, comeback from behind victory over the New York Jets. But there were the problem lies right there is he had to come back and beat the New York Jets. That's, <laughs> that alone is kind of a, a problem I would have. But overall, Brady has played well this year. He's had maybe a couple of bad games. Why feels Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, 35 touchdowns, four interceptions, and that's simply amazing. Only four interceptions had thrown all year. Now Aaron Rodgers has been pretty consistent most of the year. I think he's like Brady. He's had a couple of bad games. But he's been consistent. Everybody still feels that it's Aaron Rodgers, maybe the Tom Brady show. Now, I know Kyler Murray. At one point in time during the season, he was given strong consideration for MVP voting, but his his stock is gone. Justin Herbert's up there, but Justin, he's had some great games. He's had some bad games. I know Burrow, the last two weeks, he has climbed. But I wouldn't put Burrow as an MVP candidate. I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor here the last several weeks has really upped his – really gone up my board as a possible MVP candidate. But to be honest with you, if a gentleman by the name of Derrick Henry hadn't got hurt, Derrick Henry would be, to me, would, be, would, be, would have been an MVP based on being consistent. We go to all the other, there's other quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still getting some votes, but Patrick certainly does not deserve an MVP vote. The biggest <laughs> and the craziest it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, and some people, some experts might not laugh at me when I say this. The MVP of this league. Somebody seemed to forgot about a receiver and with the Rams by the of Cooper Cup. Now, my thing is here's this when I vote, when I have to vote an MVP, you've got to be consistent. And that's to me is the biggest word. Consistency. Cooper Cup is the one guy that has been consistent. Consistent, and I'm going to repeat that word again. Consistent all year long. Cooper has had 18, 1800 yards receiving yards. There's only a few handful of receivers in the history of this game that has had 18 plus hundred yard receiving yards, and Cooper Cup happens to be one of them. Right now, some people say he may be the best receiver in football. Right now, now I'm not going to say that. There are some people that believe that. I don't think he is. He is. He could be one of the one of the best receivers in football. But right now, I gotta say Cooper Cooper Cup to me is my MVP based off being consistent. Now I will say. Getting Matthew Stratford has certainly up Cooper Cup's game big time. And I'm not saying Cooper didn't play well for Jared Goff because he did. But Matthew Stratford took Cooper Cup's game up another level. But everybody wants to talk about a course. I get it. It'll be a quarter. I wouldn't be shocked if I did right now. Everybody's probably signed treating Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure that I'm sure could go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between those two as to who wins the award. And Jonathan Taylor, he's not. I mean, Jonathan Taylor will not win it. because it's always been quarterback-driven, right? Quarterback-driven league. Quarterbacks will win your MVP vote, right? But if you somebody wants to be, if you want consistency, Cooper Cup has been consistent. Unfortunately. I don't have no um, say so, shall we say, in MVP voting. If I did, Cooper Cup gets my vote. Plain and simple. He's been consistent. And to me, that's what MVP needs to be consistent. Now, there was an issue that came up last week, and it didn't get really touched upon, but I knew that I believe there was one talk show. That I did touch up on this issue, and and I've got to address it. And I believe there was a report last week, if I'm not mistaken, that um, that it was Baker Mayfield's, I guess wife was receiving death threats. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and I guess certainly it was over. It was over. I'm certainly, I'm sure it was over Baker Mayfield's play this season. Now. You know I am a football fan betting you know, like the next person okay I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan and I have seen Cincinnati Bengals been through ups been through downs probably a lot more downs than up they went to two Super Bowls and lost them both to the San Francisco 49ers one of them they should have won course that's back when I was a um, probably in my teenage years when, there was, <laughs> when that was uh, that was the case but the problem is and, and, and people and I hate to say it you have pe- people in this world that are like that you have some, some sports die hard sport fans or two die hard if I want to if, if I can say that and I simply simply don't get it just because your team loses we have to go out, we've really got to go overboard we've got to blame we gotta blame we gotta blame a certain player we gotta threaten his family or something to me that's taking it over the top now I get to the point that you go to games you pay your hard earned cash and I got no problem of you booing booing your team off the field, I don't have an issue with that at all whatsoever. You have the right to do so. But when people start throwing and it has been done, you throw stuff on the field, you curse at the field, you curse at players, or you say racial remarks, to me that's kind of taking a little too that's taken a little too far. Also when you started threatening somebody's wife somebody's family that's taking it to me that's that's taking it too far I get it you're upset that your team did not produce you did not play well this year but let's be honest with you Baker Mayfield's wife is not out there throwing the football right at least last time I checked she wasn't I get you're upset Baker had a bad year this year Baker's had injuries this year and you're upset You're upset that if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you're upset because Cleveland Browns had high expectations going into the season and they did not live up to it. Well, there's probably a few teams in the NFL that had high expectations and they did not live up to it. But I don't understand it. Why do you you feel the need to threaten somebody's family? What, is that, what, is that, what, what does that prove? If he threatens a nice family, that person's going to play better? I mean, come on. That's just, to me, that's a little ridiculous. And that's just unacceptable in my book. I mean, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but you don't see me, but you don't see me. You don't see me threaten. Uh, if Joe Burrow has a bad game, do you see me threaten Joe Burrow's family, his parents, especially? Hell, no! I'm not gonna do that. If Joe Mixon goes out there, let's say he tweaks an ankle, and for some reason it costs him a game, am not gonna threaten Joe, Joe Mixon the of his life. No, I'm not gonna do that. I mean, come on. If hey, Jamar Chase has a bad game. Let's say he makes two catches for 10 yards or something like that. And I and Michael threaten Jamar Chase's family because he had a bad game? No, I'm not going to do that. As they say, you win some, you lose some, right? That's kind of the way it is. There is a winner, there is a loser. Unfortunately, in his life sometimes, especially in sports, that's the way it is. I know there's an old saying, nobody remembers second place. And to some extent, that is very, very true. You can ask somebody who won this World Series, that Super Bowl, that NBA championship. You can probably get it in the sound of a finger. When you ask them who they play, you get that, uh, um, uh, you'll get that. Because everybody remembers the guy that won. Everybody remembers the winner that's society that's the way life sometimes I hate to say that's the way life is but the thing is people need to chill out if your team doesn't win I know you're you're, you're driven you're driven hard you want your team to win you want them to succeed let me ask you need something how would you feel if you did not succeed on your job, and somebody on your own job threatens your family, how do you think ASCA will come off? It's not gonna feel good. You're probably gonna feel like you need to rip their, their, rip their hearts out, right? But you can't do that. You gotta chill, no out. You don't need to threaten somebody's family. Because of it. It's ridiculous. So sports fans, take a chill pill. Mellow out. Don't threaten somebody's family because, you're, because your quarterback is not having a good year. I mean, what is it going to prove to you? It'll prove it proves to you well prove it proves to me That you're heartless but it proves to be that maybe you're not really that big of a sports fan as you think you are you can take the good and the bad and trust me I'm a Bengal fan I've taken more bad and good in my lifetime unless you're the New England Patriots and you had that 20 year a New England Patriots in you had that 20 year run where it seems like everything went your way Maybe that's different. But for, f- for sports fans who want to sound death threats, chill it. Just chill out. As of this evening, uh, it appears that Big Ben has played his last home game in Hines Field. And Big Ben, it appears, Big Ben hasn't come out and of officially said it, but it appears that Big Ben has announced that he's going to retire after the season. Now, again, being a Bengal fan, Big Ben, Big ben has tore up the Bengals <laughs> quite a bit in his NFL in his NFL career. Now, Big Ben has nothing to be ashamed about in his career; he's won some Super Bowls. He's had a good. He's had a, I mean, he's had a good career. There's no denying that. I mean, Big Ben it took many years and you had to go from Terry Bradshaw to what the Big Ben to finally get a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For Pittsburgh sake, I'm I'm sure hoping they can find the next Terry Bradshaw or the next Big Ben out there, because you got Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is not the answer. Dwayne Haskins is certainly not going to get the answer. What do you Pittsburgh do in the all-season? I don't know. They're not going to be able to get Deshaun Watson. It would be great if they could, minus all the, lit- the litigations. That would be a great pickup. I don't see Jimmy G fitting in with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you got to draft somebody, which the draft is not really that solid, with quarterbacks in it. But the Pittsburgh Shield fans know they know deep down Big Ben's gonna be a very hard guy to replace. He is now for Big Ben as he rides off into the sunset. I wish him I wish I wish him nothing but the best. I know he it's a dagger quite a few times into my Cincinnati Bengals. But it's much respect for Big Ben and what he's, done, what he's done on that field. He made the Pittsburgh Steelers winners for many years. He made them respectable. For Big Ben, as he took that lap around the field one last time, as he looked up into the crowd, I'm sure he was taking it all in because Big Ben knows this is it. This is the swan song. Man, he really deserves. I hope he to hope he enjoys retirement. I have fun with a wife, play with the kids. But who knows? Who knows what Big Ben will do after after his career. Will Big Ben will, will Big Ben ever get back in the game? I don't know. My educated guess is I want to say no, but you never know. Does Big Ben go to the broadcast booth like a Drew Brees did this past year? I don't think Ben does. There's nothing. There's nothing. Ben should hold his hell high, and I think Jerome Bettis best said it. I believe he tweeted it out, I believe. I believe he told Ben, he was proud of him. He'll see him in Canton someday. I'm sure he will. He's got got a few years for that to to be the case. But Jerome is right. He'll see him in Canton one day. It's well-deserved, Ben. Congratulations on a good career Much respect. Hope you enjoy retirement Now I'm sure Pittsburgh Steelers fans the organization are certainly gonna miss you Because I hate to tell Pittsburgh Steelers fans this, there's no replacement in sight And then you guys can you, you my friend got some big shoes to fill. Organization, they've got some big shoes to fill. That is all for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you next time.